You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of not just the Locked On Padres podcast, but also the Locked On Rays podcast. The person currently speaking is only one of your hosts, obviously, Javier Reyes, sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the host with the most. You can find me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, where I cover the Padres, occasionally tweet about dumb movies and crap posts. Very often. Uh, my buddy here uh, is, is very familiar with that. And of course, we're going to be talking about trades, specifically with the Padres and Rays, obviously. Tyler Glass, now Juan Soto, all sorts of fun stuff. But of course, I must introduce, introduce, introduce my co-host, Ulysses Zambrano. Sir, Hi. how are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's always a pleasure to talk a uh, ball with you. Uh, I think uh, people would really, uh, you know, I think enjoy the conversation before we had record as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, that's just for, for the two of us, at least for now. Um, no, it's great. It's great to, to be here with you, man. I think we um, are about to just go nuts here and uh, we might get a lot of hate on each other's comments boxes yeah. on YouTube. Oh yeah. Because what we're going to be proposing here is going to be off the wall that people are just going to be seething and just mm. looking to just mm. get at us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we live for. You and I, <laughs> I mean, do I post some bait tweets every now and then? Yeah. I did it last year when I posted about Tatis mock trade. I a hundred percent knew what I was doing and everyone fell right for it. It was great. It got called names. I, and then sometimes when you don't mean it, right. Or I yeah. posted about Blake Snell yesterday saying he gone because mm -hmm. he was wearing a Seattle Seahawks thing. It was mostly <laughs> a joke. I do think he's going to leave, but it was mostly a joke. People were like, yeah. this is, this guy has the worst podcast. And this is just one reason why. And I'm like, Amen, brother. But, but, aside <laughs> talking about the weirdness of what we do uh, yeah. with these podcasts and that app and everything as a whole, um, I think the first thing that we got to do when we talk about this is, first of all, just the state of the Rays, um, because the Rays have been kind of doing their thing for a while, and it feels like the Rays. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when they had the best start to a season. Uh, in 2023 for a long time. So that's obviously a joke. They were on fire. You had Yandy Diaz. You still have so many great players on this team. And they are really good at always being competitive when no one talks about them, which is why I think don't watch out for them next year, even with the potential trades we might pose. But I'm wondering, what is kind of the current fan base mindset? Because from outside, feels like it went from the highest of highs to literally in for off the field reasons as well, the lowest of lows. Yeah, that's that's it was a roller coaster. 2023 was a roller coaster. I'm not a fan of roller coasters, so for me just to have Either. that in my baseball fandom, I was not enjoying that uh, yeah. at all. Uh you know, you you come from a very good high of just basically losing a handful of games in like the first 35 games. It was it was really amazing. And you 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 actually got to learn about baseball history when, you know, there's the New York Gotham's so mm -hmm. I didn't know that that was even a team. But when you break <laughs> records, then you start going like, oh, the, the New York Gotham's were a thing. Like, that's that's cool. Didn't know that about baseball. Um, and then, like you said, uh, not only the the, the off-field issues with uh, the young 
uh, all-star shortstop Wander Franco, but it's also, oh, you're going to lose Jeffrey Springs uh, in after his third uh, start. And he was looking like a, a Cy Young really kind good. of candidate. Then Drew mm-hmm. Rasmussen, same thing. Boom, you lose him for the whole year. And also those two guys for next year as well, at least uh, the first half of the season. And then Shane McClanahan, yeah. the, uh, the all-star, oh, yeah. the, uh, the, the, you know, the guy boom you lose them to tj and so you for the rest of the season august september plus 2024 so then it just became like a low a low light everything in july they had a, a worst month in franchise history they, they didn't even win 10 games um uh, so it, it was a roller coaster i think the fandom right now most of it is appreciative that this team with the market with the dollars that they're working with um, and the attention or the lack of attention rather that they get, they're always on the hunt. They're always in the playoffs. Like that is commendable and the fandom appreciates that. But there's a that's a double-edged sword when you have that much success. The mm-hmm. fandom has gotten used to getting to the playoffs. 2019 to 2023, that's five straight years of playoff appearances. And it kind of showed up a little bit in the attendance because people, a lot of fans were thinking, Oh, they'll win the wild card game. I'll buy tickets for the ALDS. Like I'm not, I'm not get, go, getting off work at three p.m. Yeah. Two p.m. I'm not doing that. They're gonna win, and then we can just uh, see them in the ALDS. Mm-hmm. Wrong, wrong move. Because apparently the race forget to hit in in October lately in the last two um, series. So you know it, it's it's been a roller coaster. Uh, I think now the the success that they've had has kind of pushed the fandom to say playoffs are great. But we need more now. We need more. We need more than a wild card series. We need more than an ALDS. Like it feels like the most of the fandom is like, get to the ALCS. Like, yeah. Even if you lose, like, get to the ALCS. I feel like most of the fandom is right there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that while the Rays definitely belong in my uh, soapbox uh, category of teams, where I, I bring up the the lack of spending and what have you. Um, one thing about the Rays is they ain't no Brewers, uh, and they're not no Rays, uh, and not Rays, uh, A's. And what I mean by that is the Brewers choke like dogs. The Rays, yeah, they they blew it, quote-unquote, this year, but with all the reasons you mentioned, this wasn't the usual reason I bring up for why you should spend. I usually bring it up when it's like, oh, yeah, shocker. The, the Brewers that never spend and never get the pieces over the top get blown out by the Diamondbacks, right? While other teams, like the, the Rangers, end up winning the World Series. But the Rays this year, I think it was different. And the Rays have also been much farther uh, many times than some of those other teams. So the Rays do deserve a lot of respect. And I don't think I'd put them quite in the same vein as your Guardians and Brewers and whatnot. But even still, uh, really weird position, I think, to be in if you're a Rays fan, um, for sure. Uh, thankfully, you're not you know, moving or anything like that at the moment. <laughs> My gosh, like that, that, you know, we had a, we, we had a, a Thanksgiving episode, uh, Kevin and I, yeah, uh, last, last week. And my thankful thing was the fact that we know about the stadium situation being basically 99% yeah. over. Like the team is staying in Tampa Bay. Yeah, it sucks. It's in the St. Pete's side. Like that's, a, that's a, that's a bummer, but big picture team stays here. Yeah. Team is here. And that's awesome. Other teams from Oakland, not so lucky, um, for sure. But yeah, man, I think that with the Rays, you know, 
I would always caution people whenever they're being counted out is right when they strike um, coming off the 100 win season. Remember that? Uh, and I'm talking about not the Rays, but the Yankees mm-hmm. coming off their 100 win season, re-signing Aaron judge. You've got the, uh, who else is in the damn division? Rodon. Got, yeah. Rodon and that stuff. You still have the Orioles. Obviously they were great this year, but yeah. And then what happens? The Rays, they start off 13 and 0 to the season. They have the best start. They're first in everything. And there's still a lot to be excited about the Yandy Diaz yeah. thing. And I've talked about on my show. I-, I love the Yahoo sports article that they wrote about how he felt more comfortable making changes to his swing after he got paid, which I think is a fascinating yeah. thing um, yeah. to dive into, but that's not what we're going to be diving into. My friend, we're yeah. going to be diving into some trades because both of our teams have some big mighty talent on the trade block. My friend, Yes, and we got to talk about it because both of these players. This isn't just some. Oh, look! It's you know, I Brian Reynolds has become one of my most hated players because I think he was discussed way too much for what he brought to the table. Good player, every team could use him, but yeah, let's relax a little. He's got like a one ten WRC plus this past year, so he's he's a solid player. But like the oh, they want a Soto package. It's like, well, we're actually going to be talking about packages here, and I think that this is. A genuinely interesting thing, especially because of our team's uh, recent history. But yeah, before we talk about that, my friend, we mm-hmm. must discuss the legends, the absolute icons over at FanDuel, America's greatest, most legendary sports book. And here's the thing. Maybe were you betting on Baker Mayfield, you Tampa Bay fans? Well, well I don't necessarily <laughs> recommend that. <laughs> Not in the last six games. It hasn't been fun. No. <laughs> Not necessarily there. But Interesting stuff, nonetheless. Me, I can't really bring up my favorite football team of this podcast if I still want to live by the end of the night. But nope. um, if hey, actually I could because they they probably will be happy that I'm miserable. Uh, I hate everything football. But if you don't and you might have what it takes to pick the right teams, guess what? FanDuel right now, new customers get 150 buckaroos and bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. All you have to do is pick the team. I don't know. You want to bet on the 49ers again? That usually works out. You want to bet on the Eagles? Apparently, they can't lose. No problem. Or you want to pick a sneaky team like, I don't know, here, maybe the Colts over the Titans or something like that. Whatever. That's just from what I'm looking at. Or Falcons, Jets is hilarious. Anyway, not going to get too football dirty on this podcast. And it's not just picking teams. You've got spreads. You've got over-unders. You've got uh, player props. You want to bet on how many drop passes from Kansas City Chiefs receivers. I bet you they've got something like that over under yardage, over under touchdowns, interceptions, pick sixes, whatever they've got you covered. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off your NFL season betting extravaganza. Remember that is FanDuel.com slash locked on official partner of the NFL. And folks, do not forget. I mean, I don't think I've mentioned this on my podcast, but locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on the old tube of the U. Lockdown Sports Day is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Lockdown, including occasionally, perhaps, maybe me and Ulysses will make an appearance. Uh, we're not in baseball season just yet, but yeah. hey, we'll, we'll see. Uh, plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel go check that out ulysses here's the thing we're back first of all everybody okay we're back we're back we're back into it let's get into it all right trade time but 
before we get into oh, I'm still teasing people just a little bit more. The reason <laughs> why I reached out is yeah. because aside from the players with Juan Soto and Tyler Glass now being at the center of this, we've made a lot of trades uh, these past few years, especially since I've been hosting this podcast. Yeah. Um, and most of them, they I, I think the two out of the three have basically gone the Padres way for the most part. Although it's not it's not uh, the Rays' fault the way the um for the um how do I phrase this? Give me one second. It's the Padres' fault that the Cronenworth thing hasn't done better because of the extension, et cetera, et cetera. But okay. Emilio Pagan, that trade with Manny Margot, our former legend, uh, has done pretty good stuff for the Rays. I know that. Um, so that one was a win for them. Emilio Pagan, I don't even think, is currently pitching for a major league team. Um, then you have the Tommy Fam and give me one second, Xavier Edwards, Correct. I believe is who it was, in exchange for Jake Cronenworth and Tommy Fam. And Fam was the centerpiece of the trade. You might have won that one. And then he, of course, does better once he left. Um, yeah. Was in the World Series this past year. Yeah. But Jake Cronenworth was the, like, I don't remember the last time the Rays missed on a prospect per se. Cronenworth uh, ends up becoming a, 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 an all-star caliber player, had a down year because they put him at first base. We don't have to get into that thing. And then, of course, the mm -hmm. most infamous one now for Rays fans everywhere is the Blake Snell trade in which the Padres gave up. Uh, the centerpiece was Luis Patino, who is not even on the Rays anymore. And while it looked a little bit like, up oh, the Rays won yet again, um, Snell won himself a scion. So, you know, that's just how trades go sometimes. But maybe the Padres, Preller, has he figured out the, the are they the only team that could get the best of you? <laughs> well, you know what? It, it you you look at that Snell trade and uh I now, you know, hindsight it's like there must have been some something else. Like the the taking mm -hmm. him out in game 6 like yeah. you know, did that did that affect at all that that um that decision-making process uh was it you know maybe it's not maybe this is us just like speculating and everything is it was completely cool right after the game uh with cash and and snell in the front office and how he was uh handled um but maybe there's something else there i i, I think in the age of baseball savant and fan graphs and all these things which are awesome they're mm -hmm. fantastic tools I think sometimes we get a little bit too much into them and we forget that these guys are human beings mm -hmm. and human beings have feelings and feelings are not logical and emotions are not rational. So, you know, it, it's, it can be tough and it's also a job. So when you go into a clubhouse, like that chemistry matters. Like, and, and if you don't think it matters, then I just believe that you've never been in an, in an office setting in, in, in a, in a, yeah. at a job. Like yeah. everybody has a job, you know, usually. And when they go to a job, they like their, their, their coworkers and they, they, they like who they're, who they're working with their teammates. And that's mm -hmm. just normal. And so like, was there something else that led to that decision-making? Because you look at the, at the trade and it was awesome. The, 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 po the prospect package, right? I mean, you, you not only get Luis Patino, that's got the stuff you got Francisco Mejia. Can he develop yeah. into a very good hitting catcher? Yeah. You've got Cole Wilcox, my goodness, the yeah. high ceiling on that guy. And then you have Blake Hunt, who we had on the on the show, and he spoke like a future general manager. Like he was mm -hmm. so articulate, he was awesome. But three of those guys are no longer in the 40 man. They're not even in the organization yeah. right now. So um it definitely does not look uh pretty 
for the race for for race fans mm-hmm. if you look at that trade right now. Yeah. And I think mentioning that three of the four Padres fans that are yelling at me whenever I consider trading Robbie Snelling, uh, the currently their best pitching prospect. Keep that in mind. Um, just keep it in mind. I'm not saying you blow up the farm all the time. You need to have assets. You need to have ammo, wiggle room to move around. That's how the Rays are able to do a lot of their stuff as well. Um, but it just it just goes to show you that you, we don't know. You know what I mean? You could get all Ultron and AI, you know, coded as you want, but you're just not going to be able to predict this stuff. No you, one's going to the ball. You can prospect hug. I know we all have our favorite yeah. prospects, and you can it's hug fun. one. Maybe it you can, can hug fun. two, but don't mm-hmm. hug the whole farm. You're not yeah. that. Nobody has arms that big. It's like TV characters that you've been watching since season one and you're on season nine or comic book characters you knew from the eighties and are still hanging around or whatever. Like you just get really attached that you don't always want the change, but correct. We're talking change, man. Let's Let's do it. Let's go. Juan Soto and Tyler glass. Now you came up with a basic mock trade. I'm flashing it on the YouTube screen right now from everyone's favorite MLB trade machine. (laughs) application that is just easy engagement on Twitter as far as I'm concerned but the trade we thought it'd be very simple especially given that both of these players may be gone um, going into free agency or what have you the following year especially in the case of Juan Soto Padres give up Juan Soto in exchange they would get Tyler Glasdow and Khan Pache Ulysses first of all here's the thing here's the thing Mm -hmm. I think that it's possible that the Padres would throw in a little bit more I think they would throw in someone like Zavala, uh, an outfield prospect potentially, or like I think that the or infield prospects is what I'd be looking at um, for the Padres because their infield, especially on the left side, is so locked down for a while that I think that that's an area where they'd be like, whatever. By the time Bogarts or Machado are on the way out or whatever, maybe they're declining, whatever it is, we'll have found a new person. That's one thing AJ Peller has been good at is just procuring enticing prospects out of out of thin air so it's possible to throw in another thing maybe there's one or two like back end raised prospects not a top guy or anything like that to complete the trade but this is the gist of it and my thinking is i think the Padres do need to buff their bullpen because their bullpen i think was an area with the team while the team was mostly bad because of being historically unclutch I don't think it was the bullpen. I think the bullpen just isn't very good. And mm. if you consider that they're probably losing Josh Hader, I right. think they need a little bit of reinforcements there. Don't get me wrong. There's other trades out there. They can go bring up someone from the farm. They could go sign, as I talked to you before we talked about, Luis Severino. Maybe you yeah. convert him to a bullpen guy. I don't know. They can do stuff. It's always easier to fix the bullpen. But just as another piece, considering that Juan Soto probably won't be in the race price range, um, yeah. Once he hits well, uh, free agency, yeah. he's not in our price range either. By the way, I'm not even trying to take shots. No, that- no, no. Um, because I, I'm I'm literally looking at at spot track. Uh, Juan Soto's estimate is 27 million dollars. These yes. are usually like pretty pretty close. Um, Tyler Glass has 25 mil. Yeah. So in this mock trade, although obviously I think you know that's a very very bare bones what we just showed on on. On the YouTube, you know, Juan Soto for Poche and and uh, Glass. Now, at least the money mm-hmm. is right. Yes, the money is right. Uh, now, obviously, I think as a Rays fan, I think w- I would do this trade. I like <laughs> from here till next Sunday, which lets mm-hmm. me know I feel like the Rays would need to unload another another name, another name, and mm-hmm. you're talking. In infield more than outfield, right? Outfield more than infield. Outfield more than infield. 
I mean, a backup center fielder for Grisham type of thing. You know what I mean? Manuel Margot. <laughs> oh, Briggies, he's coming home, coming home. I mean, look, you bring in Killian Murphy, uh-huh. Pache, yeah. and then you bring coming home. I mean, that that's the next Christopher Nolan movie right there. I mean, come on, <laughs> like what, what are we doing here? <laughs> I will, I will say, uh, Manny Margot is definitely on the Rays priority list of trading no matter what this season. Mm. Why? Because he will be making $10 million. And when you look at the payroll, Manny Margot with the production that he's currently giving you and defensive kind of not liability, but decrease in, in, in how he used to handle the outfield. uh, He cannot be in the top three of most earners in, in the payroll for the race. Like that just, that that's bad allocation of resources. So mm-hmm. the race fans know that that they've seen in all of Manny Margot's, um, you know, time with, with a raise uniform. So, I, I, but I don't know if how much money the, the, the Padres are looking to add for a fourth outfielder. Is it $10 million? I mean, look from the outside looking in, it might seem like that would be a lot for them. That's what's so tricky about the Padres right now is the reported spending reduction. That's yeah. what it sounds like they're going to shed some payroll to a very, very small sum of $200 million. Um, So they still have plenty of room. It's just that it, 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 it comes at a time when you're losing Hader, you're losing Snell, and you have Soto. That's yeah. why it's viewed in a lens of, oh, my God, they're, they're cratering. And then, the, oh, they took out a loan. Now, I think that story is a little bit overblown. Yeah, it's... Look, guys, I mean, I, not to get too political out here, but it's like, guys, rich people don't go broke the same way. Like, relax. <laughs> For In my experience, being 27 years old on this planet, money finds oh, rich people. It's very easy for them to find more money. That's just in my experience, especially for a, a business that's not going anywhere. It's not like baseball is being replaced by like this is real steel and it's being yeah. replaced by robot boxing. You know what I mean? Like it's not going anywhere. No. And, and thank you for saying that because like I see, you know, I've been a proponent, by the way, if I, maybe I should, we should have opened with the, Hey guys, this is just a hyperbolic thing. And I should have done that earlier on the yeah. before people went nuts in the comments, but forget, I'll just say it then. Um, I've been a very strong, uh, you know, proponent of do not trade glass. Now you cannot mm. trade glass. Now, if you want to compete in 2024, I don't care about the $25 million because when you mm. look at the raise rotation, bro, Eflin career year, yeah. The unknown projection. Um, yeah. Zach Littell, he was, uh, a bullpen arm for most of his career. Then you turn him into a starter and he's awesome. But that's a question mark. Tash mm-hmm. Bradley, sophomore slump, sophomore growing pains. I mean, he had a five ERA plus um, in yeah. his in his rookie year. And then fifth in the spot would be a guy that's coming off from TJ, Shane Boz, you know, Pirates legend in the glass yeah. now Archer trade. So you're asking him how many innings? And Springs exactly. and Rasmussen are not going to be mm-hmm. joining the rotation till July, August. So mm-hmm. you take Glass now out of there. It's crazy how thin the the rotation may, uh, now becomes. Now, I know a lot of people would probably say, well, Ulysses, if they're trading Glass now, they're probably going to get some help for the rotation. Duh. And mm-hmm. that's all fine and dandy. But when I look at guys like Lance Lynn earning 
12 million dollars 10 million dollars and 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 kyle gibson earning around the same thing so you're telling me gibson and lynn basically equal 23 24 million dollars which is basically what you're going to be end up paying glass now i'll take one tyler glass now way over guys like lynn and gibson i mean rich hill made eight million (laughs) dollars last year that's where the market is. So God, like, I wish I was good at sports. <laughs> I, mean, like, I wish right? I was good at sports, man. That's oh, crazy. Man. That's yeah, so, it's crazy. Like, the market is elevated so much that honestly, Tyler Glass now at $25 million is a good deal. Yeah. I think, and I talked about this on my episode yesterday, talking about the top free agents, which is, I think that given it's a light free agent class, it's very top heavy. Everyone always needs pitching. So I think that we're going to get a bunch of deals Sonny Gray, whoever it ends up being, Blake Snell even, that are going to be like looked at as overpays because it's not like there's money elsewhere to go and you always need starting pitching. So I think right. teams are really going to buckle in there. Not to mention some trade candidates like Corbin Burns and Devin mm-hmm. Williams and Shane Bieber, um, yeah. among many others. So, And I also think you, you bring up a good point with the injuries. That's what I think stops this deal. Um, if Rasmussen, Springs, if two of those three, and, and Shane McClanahan were healthy. I think the Rays are like, heck yeah. Like, let's, yeah. let's rock and roll. But now you get rid of that. Like you said, that just feels, look, I believe in the Rays. We talked about this before. You could take my high school chemistry teacher and that guy's going to be throwing 99 in two months. You know what I mean? Like whoever sure. it is, but are you pushing that development team? Are you gambling a little bit too much on that development team? I have no doubt that Watson would be great for them. He would probably be awesome to have him on that team. A guy who's going to be a real anchor for that off- um, offense, especially with the losses, especially with a little bit of decline of, of Brandon Lau. We, we attested yeah. to the, you know, Wanda Franco situation, yeah. um, but you still have got Randy, all that stuff. But I just think that the Rays will, even for the Rays, even for the Rays, um, you like to have at least that one guy. Um, and then they're like, guy. Have, have the one guy, and then the, you let every we'll cook, you know, yeah. we'll cook for the rest of the people, we'll figure it out. Some rant, uh, what's his face? Um, Jason Adam will come back, right? Like, uh, Ryan Thompson, Jalen Beeks, who yeah. Javi Guerra, former Padre, <laughs> they can turn those guys into you know, one win players, whatever it is, it's what the Rays do. But yeah. I do agree with you that you kind of want to have Killian Murphy, you kind of want to have Oppenheimer in there as the yeah. lead of your movie. Is it the same without him? I don't think so, um, but it is still the raise. And like you mentioned with the salary, is it possible that they say, got to dump him right now, even if Juan Soto is going to be making $27 million possibly next year, which is and the I other will, part. And I've tried to uh, uh, stress this on, on Locked on Race. Like, in the post-mortem conference between uh, Peter Bendix, who is now uh, president of baseball operations for Miami, uh, Eric Neander, and Kevin Cash, when they asked him point blank, what are your payroll stipulations for the for the next year? Eric Neander, without hesitation, said, if we roll out the same uh, names again, we would be comfortable in doing so. That's mm-hmm. full well knowing that it would be $120 million. Now, $120 million might not sound a lot to a lot of other markets. But that's, when that's you're good. in Tampa Bay and you know that the, the, the highest it's ever been is like 78.5, mm-hmm. 79. 120 sounds like, baby, we rich. You can't get those heels. Daddy's got them. <laughs> that's, 
Dottie's got him, you know? So 120 sounds like a dream to us. So um, I am going to believe in Eric Neander uh, and, and, and hopefully that means that there will be no salary dumping except for many Mars Margot's 10 mil. Yeah. I think that, that that one makes a lot of sense. And again, teams that need a fourth outfielder, they'll they'll say, screw it. The, the Dodgers will pick him up or something like that, right? right? Like someone will come out and say, you know, we believe in him a little bit. You just, I mean, they just re-upped Jason Hayward, actually. So like they can yeah, turn. Yeah. Yeah. You Teams are not just going, oh yeah, Fangraph said this player is better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's so many things that go into this. So many teams yeah. that are higher or lower. There's probably teams out there that hate Jackson Merrill and are like, that guy stinks. Now, I would be I would disagree. I think everything proves the otherwise, but you don't know. Ethan Salas, the 17-year-old catcher. I don't know. Um, whatever the top prospects are at the, for the Rays at the moment. Like yeah. you don't know exactly. Um, and I just while this is fun, I think that the I, I remember when we did the Blake Snell trade uh talk, yeah. and that, that was years ago. Um <laughs> that one was more like, well, they have some reinforcements. They at the time, I believe they had glass now, like on the come up. So it was like, here we, of course he gets hurt, but you can't predict for that. Yeah. Um, I think you're right though. I think that I don't see this team going out um, the raise. I mean, and spending on that big free agent starting pitcher. I did throw at Lou Severino, Frankie Montas, maybe like I could see some flyers. I'd be mortified by the way, if I'm on an ALE's team and I see them get one of those two guys, I'd be like, Oh, that that's it. Montas is back. I don't know. Just, just chalk it up. He's going to be a good player, like you know it. But I, I agree with you. If not for the injuries, I think this trade is a banger. I think that yeah. this trade works. But with the injuries, with the unsureness, yeah, Shane Boss could be great. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's damn all star caliber sure. in the first half. But he's coming off the TJ. You know what I mean? And guys coming off Tommy John surgery. Yeah. How many? Not- days can you- yeah. No, I don't, man. And your the point about. Uh, who else is next in line? You know, it's like yeah. if you trade glass now, it's Mason Montgomery who has never pitched a. Let me just put it this way: Mason Montgomery has not has pitched as many pitches in MLB as I have. Wow! All right, that's a grand total of zero folks, for those keeping track. Okay, uh, plot twist. Uh, <laughs> and Jacob Lopez, who has a grand total of ten innings, so you need reinforcements, and I. I do like the Montas. I do like the Severino. Like I like the flyer sense because I, I, if there's something I believe in besides death and taxes, I believe in the race front office targeting uh, undervalued pitchers and then having career years. I 100% will agree that, but I feel like you can do that and also keep glass now. Yeah, I agree. I think that they can maybe shuffle prospects here and there offload Margot as an expiring or something like that. There's probably some random hitters out there that'll interest people. But for this team right now, you're right. I don't see it. So my opinion is I think that the Padres say yes. I think the Rays say no. I think they say no. We got to keep glass now. If if we had our guys, if we had more members of the Avengers still left, <laughs> yeah, if we didn't yeah. lose Downey, if we didn't lose Downey and Evans, then yeah. we would be down to part ways <laughs> with Hulk, right? Like, like that's what they would be doing. Honestly, right now, it's basically Hawkeye. You know, <laughs> that's it. Hawkeye's like, dude, really? No one else showed up to New York? It's just me? It might be Logan, my God. It's gotten really bad for you guys. Like, it might be Logan is a better one for you. Just post-apocalyptic. He's the only one left. You've got Shane Baz as Xavier, like, just losing his powers and everything. Right? Like, really Uh, rough. Um, But yeah, man, I I think that overall, 
Um, I wouldn't sleep on the Rays, but I think that this trade, while it is a lot of fun, I don't think that it makes sense for the Rays, even if it would be really fun if the Padres were to, this is the type of trade that Padres fans, they would just change their mind on Preller immediately. They'd be like, Preller's back. You know, he is so, so funny. You know how Aaron Nola is good and bad every year? Like mm-hmm. it goes up and that's AJ Preller's approval rating. This man <laughs> goes up and down more than anyone because it's just all these weird trades, the micromanaging, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. again, while it would be fun for Padres fans, I don't see it. But hey, who knows? There could be another um, deal on the horizon. These teams have clearly shown that they have a penchant for trading with each other. Um, Somehow has it killed the Padres? They've made a lot of bad deals, but somehow the Rays, which is baseball. That's baseball right there. I'm I'm literally wearing a baseball shirt. So like, that's why it's the best sport. Anybody can win at any point. It's mm -hmm. it's you, you can never know what's actually going to happen. And you know what? This might not be the the last time that that we talked during the off season, because like you said, Any uh, a trade might pop up between these two teams, and then uh, the folks will be uh, uh, pleased to see us hopefully yeah. uh, get back together. Yeah, absolutely. And until we get back together, potentially, Ulysses, go ahead and plug whatever you want, tease whatever you want for the good people out there. All right. Well, you guys can follow me on X uh, at Sembrano Ulysses. If you are on YouTube, it's right below in that yellow box. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked On Race on. YouTube, please subscribe. We're like stuck on like 1395 subscribers. Mm, so like mm. really nice to just see that 1.4K. So help yeah, us yeah. out there. That would I be feel nice. you. Yeah. I feel you. Absolutely. Uh, so, likewise, yeah, yeah. if people want to check out my ridiculous show, say hi to my bobblehead and Pac-Man. You can do that. I'm at Javipeno personally, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. I don't tweet as much about the Padres during the off season on that account. So at LO underscore Padres is where you could go for that. And then Lockdown Padres on YouTube. I think we're at like 1290 question mark i think nice. something like that so go check that out if you want going to be doing more live shows i think especially if transactions come in um and every single time i've said that the potties are going to go quietly into the night they sign xander bogart so we'll see <laughs> it, maybe they're playing possum maybe they lied <laughs> right like yeah. they just straight lied maybe. so that, that would be hilarious lying is great isn't it um <laughs> but until next time stay safe my fire faithful homies stay righteous my ray rock stars there you go you got it (laughs) stay stay uh stay rocking everybody until next time